please repeat Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Mangalam Guru Devaya Devi Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindebhyo Sarvalokaya Mangalam Mangalam Guru Devaya Devi Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindebhyo Sarvalokaya Mangalam Om Vasudeva Sutam Devam Kamsa Charanam Ardhanam Devaki Paramanandam Krishnam Vande Jagat Kurum Krishna Vande Jagat Kurum Daima So last week, the after two weeks ago, after Kamsa gave his very nice sermon on Vedanta, uh, uh, that was slightly self-seeking and not very heartfelt. Maybe at the time, it's hard to tell because the text says that he meant seems to be that he meant it, and that the uh, Devaki and Vasudeva accepted it, right, and they left. But uh, that's how it's written. I mean, I have my. Uh, uh, because of very literally the three verses later, he's being advised to kill children, Brahmins, cows. That's good enough, but stop sacrifice, stop worship, stop uh, truthfulness, stop compassion, stop charity, like this, right? And so, and he, and uh, upon being given this good, uh, he gives some nice advice to, to his sister, who he had tortured and killed her children, and then he gets some nice advice from his ministers from his ministers and uh, uh, and he immediately he also immediately accepts this advice right and the, the last thing we read last week is that that accepting this advice he sent he called actually uh, uh, his particular particular attendants particular ministers who were especially good at torturing people right that they they got joy from torturing people so this showing demonic making this battle between good and evil here in a certain sense with uh, the demonic uh, demons that, that could also take any form they wanted so now we're getting the magical world right and so we know some of them next week probably we'll do Putna Patna Putna the, uh, uh, who, who gives a wet nurse that Krishna kills then there's um, a deity that took the form of uh, a demon that took the form of a, uh, of a, a cyclone or uh, like a twister and then a de- demon that took the form of a cart then a demon takes the form of, an, uh, of a gorilla, then a demon that takes the form of Balaram, you know, impersonating per- each de- So all these demons are taking all, it, but essentially they're expert at causing trouble, they're expert at torturing good people, right? And they can take any form they want, right? And they can appear, actually, it actually says that the word, I don't, I have it, but I don't really have it, not in a way that I could easily read without embarrassing myself, <laughs> trying to decipher the, 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 the Devanagri uh, 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 quickly. Um, uh, they can appear in any way that they, that they, so whether or not they actually take form, change form, it's not exactly, so they, they can appear in any way that they want to, right? And we'll read as we go along, there's a science of, I remember what it explained to me by a uh, very wonderful sannyas, Vaishnava Sanyasi Varshana, His Holiness Varshana Swami. Um, he called it the, the science of demonology. 
but not mean like we think the demonology like invoking and controlling demons that's not what's meant by demonology it, demonology here means a study of the symbolic meaning of the different demons like we do this we often approach the demons in the chandi in this way right as that they're cosmic forces or external personalities maybe right we're not uh, doubting that we have no way to test that that's 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 revelation not our experience right but we do have a way of our own experience we do have that same experience in our own struggles we can see in parts of our spiritual life where Mahisha Suda comes up again or the equivalent of Rakta we can give a symbolic correspondence to what Rakta Bija means right and, and and so and then Ma killing Rakta Bija and the way she kills Rakta Bija makes a lot of sense to us we can see that the stages of sadhana like to overcome those de- demonic tendencies or struggles or uh, obstacles that come up in the mind and on the spiritual path uh, and just by reading how Ma killed those demons, that itself overhelps, overcomes those obstacles. Not that like, we have to go through different things, that the very reading of them, thinking about them, it, it, uh, their acts, it, they do it. Right? So similarly with, these, with the demons that we're going to find in the next little section, the next, most of Ch- Krishna's childhood, you're going to get demon after demon is going to try to kill him. Because right? remember, he said, let's kill all children. Right, and so you have to, and so they're trying, and so when they finally discover, well, why are they trying to kill all children? Because somewhere Krishna may be there, the, the, the one who's going to kill Kamsa, right? To kill children, <coughs> but really he's not after all children. He's after Krishna. Of course, Krishna is in the form of all children, in the form of all sattvic divine qualities, but specifically Krishna. Uh, uh, so he's so once he discovers where Krishna is, then he really ah. The, the one, my enemy, and now I know where he is. Before I thought he was general, I didn't know where he was torture everybody. But now when it gets more specific, he stops the same torture of everybody and starts torturing specifically. Right? They're after Krishna and his group. Right? And so uh, uh, that's the, the these next three, four weeks probably, they're small stories of the different demons that come that comes to sins and, and that Krishna kills. And you can see the idea that he, that he can change any form and they're very expert like this. And if we take, we take in also the symbolic meaning of this and, and uh, that type of studying, um, Kamsa is also this uh, uh, very uh, self-centered, selfish ego, right? And that's, in other words, our, if we interpret it symbolically and, and, and metaphorically within our own self, he's our, we all have a, we are, can't say we don't all have a Kamsa inside of us, but sometime Kamsa comes up. Sometime the ego takes this form, not all the time, you know? Mahisha Suda, I think we get. I get him two, three times a week at least. You know, some of the bigger, <laughs> some of these demons we can we can identify. <laughs> he takes over, kicks kicks the gods out of heaven, sits on Indra throne. And somehow or another, my Ma's grace, daily puja, and association with devotees and sadhus, and gets he gets kicked out, <laughs> kicked out again, right? <laughs> right. But uh, um, you can so you can see the uh, 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 these these. So each one of these, the, he's going to send demon after demon to kill, to kill Krishna or to try to kill Krishna. Right, and so one is Putna comes like a mother, right? So we're going to think of what does what could that represent? We're going to, uh, one comes, one impersonates Balaram, takes on his form. That has some meaning also, right? Uh, uh, and so we can see, and and the the Acharyas, the ancient uh, the the, um, uh, the traditional teachers, who kind of embody and 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 pass down the ancient revelation traditions, and then since since the time that this happened, right, the time that this revelation came. Uh, they've given us the meaning, some of the meaning of this. We don't have to like just make it up. We can, if you think about it, you can also come make make it your own, right? But there, we there's saints have thought about this, right? And not just thought about, but saints have heard from their teachers, 
right and and the revelation was passed down this way you know <coughs> so but before that happens so uh, so I, uh, the last verse is okay you go he sends he sends his these powers these illusionary powers these uh, ministers and attendants of the ego or comes as uh, demonic attendants that can take any form go and do the needful it's a nice Indian saying do the needful this is, I love being told this like sometimes I get an email from Ramakrishna Mission Swamiji with some request that always ends with do the needful whatever needs to be done get it done you know uh, uh, so he's do the needful torture children kill children kill cows uh, uh, burn down forest, uh, torture sadhus and brahmins and devotees and like this. Uh, uh, stop yoga, stop worship, uh, do whatever needs to be done. So that's so Devaki and Vasudeva go back to their home, temporarily released, right? Uh, Kamsa gets this advice and he sends his people. So while this is happening in the city, Mathura, just, I don't know, from Vrindavan to Mathura is 10 kilometers, 12 kilometers, not that far. I forget exactly. Something it's not far. It's a long walk, but walkable, you know. I don't remember exactly I should find before I make such a statement. Is there is there Yamuna between the two It is, yeah. Remember he had to cross the Yamuna to, to, to get to get to them. Um so they um uh uh uh, uh he crossed um so meanwhile, if we were to do do this like a movie, you know, meanwhile in Vrindavan something <laughs> happened, right? So so this is cre- our, uh, this is in the morning. What happens in the morning? So in the e- late in the evening, all this the last month and a half, what all happened at, just after midnight on on Janmashtami, uh, uh, right? On Ash- uh, uh, when Krishna appeared. So now we finally get to the morning. Today we get to the next morning, right? The first thing happens in the morning. We hear on, w- on one side Kamsa getting this advice, and okay, do the needful. Meanwhile, in Vrindavan in Gokul, right? Something a different effect is there, right? They wake up and ah. Right? There's a new baby, right? We last night very late there was a difficult pregnancy. Uh, uh, and everybody in the in the process in the in, in a delivery and in the process uh, they thought uh, she thought that I thought I saw I thought I gave birth to a, a girl, right? But she wakes up and there's a boy. Right. And so we know in the story what happens, Vasudeva uh, crosses the river, takes it and exchanges the children like this, right? So this is the scene. So it's a scene like, oh and it's like a son's been born to our home. This is wonderful, right? And so this is where it starts. Uh, I'm uh, reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavat Mahapurana, uh, Book 10, Canto 10, chapter f- beginning with Chapter 5, for records. So Shuka Uvacha, Shukadev is continuing to speak. Nandastvat Maja Utpane, Jatthalado Mahamanaha. Nandas twa atmaja utpane. So Nanda, so this is Nanda is the Krishna's foster father. You could say usually we think of him as a Krishna's foster father, right? Vasudeva is his, if you can't, but it's really sorry, it's Vasudeva his actual father, <laughs> right? Vasudeva means son of Vasudeva, right? So it's Vasudeva. We'll see. Nanda atmaja utpane. Utpane being born atmaja from from himself, his own child coming from himself, Atmaja. So then the question is, is he, at, is he, that saint, he, he gave birth to, he's happy, oh my goodness, he's full of joy. My son has been born. Right? So, but this is not him saying, my son's born. This is the narrator who knows the truth, saying, at, he's so happy at the birth of his own son. 
right? So thus the commentators, the saintly commentators have said this is because he is his son, right? It's a very, it's not symbolic, it's not foster. So how is it possible? He was born, he, he appeared in Vrindavan, in, in uh, Matura, to Devaki. He's Devaki Nandana, he's Vasudeva Nandana, right? But he's also Yasumati Nandana and Nanda Nandana, the son of Nanda, Nanda Maharaj, right? And many, t- and actually in n- another Puranas, another text, all the devas show up. Maybe even, I don't think in this section, all the devas show up. Here it's not told fully, but the same scene has appeared. Another, and all the gods appear, the rishis, Gargamuni, all these incredible, important rishis come. And they pray, oh Nanda Nanda, oh son of Nanda. Right, those who know that the supreme truth has just been born. Even to say he's born seems not correct. But, does they t- but they also know where he was born, this whole little magic thing that happened. Right, they know he's Nanda Nanda. So, so there are some texts, uh, and the commentators uh, on these verses say he was born there, right? That he, while simultaneously while he was born in, uh, uh, in 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 Mathura, right, as Forearm Vishnu, right. Simultaneously, he was born also, actually, right, spiritually in in in, in Vrindavan to Nanda, to Nanda and Yash, Nanda and Yashoda, hmm? but there as two armed. Right, because as soon as he was brought, it's the same. And and actually, when he when he was born, who was he born with? He was born with Yoga Maya, right? And that was so. That whole thing, that Yoga Maya means that actually she's controlling everything. Every, actually, nobody's born. Nothing happens, and everything's happening. Nobody's born. He's been the one bornless is one. The name here is going to be the one that's not born is born. I think in this verse or next verse, right? So obviously, some some little bit delusions happening, but it's not regular delusion. We talked many weeks now about this. What's the diff- What is Yoga Maya? Yoga Maya and Mahamaya, right? And the commentators on this verse specifically hit this point again, right? Let's they didn't leave it there and they're getting more specific. And even in other, and quoting ancient texts where Krishna himself is speaking, right? Where he says that it's by that the, the, even the Gita says, I'm, I'm born, I, I embody myself by embracing my Yoga Maya. And then I am born age after age. And foolish people, less intelligent people, don't understand my, my birth and my activities, my, my, my Leela and my disappearance. Right, they, and, and then they say, oh, they, and then foolish people also think, oh, before he wasn't there, now he's here, and then he goes again, before he's, he's born, he lives and he dies. Even that's foolish. And other foolish people think, oh, he doesn't, he's not born. He doesn't live, he doesn't die, he's not changing. Right, Krishna makes these type of statements, all by the power of, but I says, I'm born. So when, when, when Nandana, when Nanda and Yashoda think, and oh my, full of joy at the birth of Krishna, right, it's not Mahamaya. Now it's where you're supposed to be between Mahamaya and Yoga Maya. It's not the general illusion that we're all we're all in. Right? It is Yoga Maya. The illusion that's not illusion. It's actually the, a higher truth than than the, the well it appears like it's not it's not materially possible for the one to be born in a magical way with four arms and and, and, and weapons and, and, and crowns with the gods and Rishi singing his praises. In one town, at simultan- and then, and then, him to be born as a little naked child with no weapons, two arms, like a regular child, right? That's not a, a mathematical or possi- possibility, right? But it actually is more true than the mathematical possibility of two things happening simultaneously. It's the, it's the the, uh, 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 the yoga maya is not. Re- it's, she's hiding something. She's confusing something, but she's revealing the the highest truth, right? And also Nanda. Nanda and Yashoda, we hinted this a little bit when we talked about Vasudeva and, and, and um, uh, 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 Devaki, 
right? That the last thing Vishnu told Vasudeva and Devaki, told specifically uh, Devaki, is that you should think of me as your child and also as the Supreme Brahman, right? You know, so that that double knowledge is there, right? And you thinking of me like this at the end, I shall come. That will so purify you that at the end of your life, I shall come and free you. Right, that's a very big thing. But he doesn't. He he. There's no vision with four arms telling Yashoda and and Ananda to think of me as both your son and Vishnu. He's only your son, right? He's never seen as Vishnu. They never. Even when he shows himself, sometimes it's like when you we know the thing opens the mouth, sees in countless trillions of universes. Each one with another Krishna opening his mouth, showing countless trillions of universes, right? And it's like, uh, immediately, there's a, there's a revelation and it's clouded. Because, but that cloud is not due to their ignorance. We, we may catch a glimpse and then lose it. That's due to our Mahamaya, right? They catch a glimpse and lose it because Krishna w- wants it to be. Because there's something higher than knowing that, right? Their boon that they got, they also got had a pre. It's like Devaki and, and Vasudeva were Prajapati and, uh, in ancient times that took, that prayed to, to have Vishnu was born. They also, uh, Yashoda and Nanda, I don't remember the full details, maybe they'll come. If not, I'll look them up independently. Uh, 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 they prayed that they did austerity in Tapasya, God, Vish- God Vishnu to agree to be born as their son. And then they added one more thing, but don't let us know you're our son. When ne- ne- never let us know you're God. Right, because they wanted, they were, they were after a different rasa, a different bhava, that they considered higher than the knowledge of Brahman. Right, so it's not only we think, by definition, Brahman is that which nothing is higher. The experience of Brahman, there's no experience. The definition of the experience of Brahman is <laughs> that by which nothing more can be, ex- nothing greater can be experienced. There's nothing left to experience. There's no second thing to experience. Right, St. Anselm said that God is a thing that, that uh, nothing greater than that can be conceived. The greatest possible thing. Once you know the greatest possible thing, you should be satisfied. But they pray, don't let us know the greatest possible thing. We want something greater than that. Right, we want that greatest possible thing to be our child, and us just to be concerned about its, about its safety, its health, its, uh, its, its education. Right, so it's a very different, and, and actually this is, we're just beginning to touch at this type of rasas. This one specifically called Vatsalayaras, mother, child, God is your child. Um, uh, but this is, as we enter Christian little, now we enter the realm of this, these rasas. Everything is based upon these, these devotional um, moods and experiences that that are uh, uh, at at present level of understanding and, and development maybe beyond our beyond our full ability to understand, but they're revealed in the text because we're meant to meditate upon them. Because thinking about them also makes it happen, right? Thinking about it is what well, started without hearing about it. You never know its possibility. Oh, what's the, you know, it's like to be told? Oh, God is a goal of life. That's a big deal. But then to be told, but actually the real goal of life. There's another goal of life that's even better, right? And that's going beyond God. It's like, well, that's even like, when we first heard that God's a goal, that may have been a huge reaction in our system. But now, we're, now the next thousands and thousands of verses will all be on this, illustrating that the, uh, uh, the, um, these sweet moods and relationships and experiences that are only possible when, that, when this one view of divinity, the one way of experiencing divinity, also subsides, right? It becomes almost a stage on which these other things come. <coughs> Mahamaya. So this is Yoga Maya, right? So this is all from uh, Nanda at the birth of his son. <laughs> Atma is born from him. But is, it, is he born from him? Jata alad, uh, Jata aladaha. Jata means overwhelmed. And aladaha means was joy. This Pralad, remember we were a little boy, his name also was extreme joy. Alad. Right? He became completely, 
and I, this term many and I'm telling you there's 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 pages and pages and pages of commentaries by the acharyas right on that he's born with it's the type of this is extreme bliss at the birth of his son Krishna also means bliss right so when Krishna was born the effect on his parents and his family was extreme ecstasy right and when we meditate upon it we we can taste some of that uh, but also when this experience happens within us we have when we have a similar experience this, uh, when God is born within our consciousness at this level of sweetness we'll also get this extreme this is a symptom this is also a symptomless the when it was uh, people claim to oh God's been born in my heart well this is a sign extreme ecstasy right maha manaha jata alado maha manaha maha manaha this is a term used a few times in these verses that where it's describing him as maha means great manham great minded so large noble minded or also means liberal minded right and liberal not the way we usually think of liberal because you have conservatives and liberals right that's not what's meant by liberal here liberal is just extremely broad and and giving right and and, uh, uh, and you'll see it his minute by his example of his liberal mindedness is extreme giving of gifts extreme generous. large generous is a good way it's a good way yeah but yeah that's a liberal it means generous that's a good but it's not yeah yeah it's a very that's a very good term very good word but then the primary meaning also that's usually given for mahamanaha means noble-minded right but that also is connected the symptom of noble-mindedness is generosity Right, but noble means, you know, cultured. Noble has not just like a generous person is a noble, but also means a cultured person, somebody who's, who's, I know it's a cultured person, somebody who's an embodiment of their culture, of high culture. That's a cultured person. We say like a high cultured person, you know. So you have to think he's he and all the things he's going to do in these verses, in the scene, are emblematic of of somebody who's a perfect representative of 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 all the best in the culture in which he represents it that he comes from he embodies that culture jatalado mahamanaha ahuya ahuya vipran vedagyan so what did he do that he invited ahuya he invited vipram vipra vipra means we used this word last week this is a term means rishis or sages but it's more it's not exactly brahman like dvija or brahmana but it is brahman these are sages but not just any sages those were the, uh, uh, there's Brahmins and there's Brahmins. <laughs> so this is like sages, Brahmins. Like, like many Brahmins come to the temple. And in the last, in, uh, uh, not only people who are born in Brahmin families that are working here in the software industry or something. <laughs> That's a different thing I have a Brahmin, right? But even priests from the very local temple, they always make like that. But once in a while, you'll see somebody who, now that's a Brahmin. You feel purified by, their, by even meeting them, right? They're, 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 they, they know, they, they're, they say that the... Um, they're Veda Gyan, they're knowers of the Vedas. Not just memorizing verses, right? Knowers of the Vedas is the one who understands the Vedas, understands that spiritual knowledge, right? Veda Gyan, right? So he invited, he invited these Vipras, these uh, sages, who are knowers of, means Brahmins here, who are knowers of the actual uh, uh, content, import, purport of the Vedas. And Snataha Suchi Alankrita. Sna- uh, snataha, he took snan, he took a bath. This is important. This is also, remember, we've shown he's, he's noble minded, not only generous, but an embodiment of his culture, right? Of high culture. And so that's part of high culture, 
right there's there's an idea and we don't I mean because of course children are pure that's no we there's nothing impure about a child but there is still in the Vedic understanding certain things create a ritual impurity right if not if not uh, 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 often connected but not always connected to a uh, physical impurity uh, 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 you know my germs and things like this you know but so at the, uh, when when birth birth and death are considered ritually impure even if they're even if they're hygienically performed or dealt with right and so uh, at the time of, of birth then when when the father and mother and area is considered in a in a in a ritually impure condition before the priest can start doing before the pujas can be done that it has to be done at the birth of a child the jatta karma uh, uh, has to be bathed, right? And so there's a couple verses is spent upon what is meant by why cleaning, what, what is meant by bathing. So first he says he takes a full snan, but not just, but the snan is to make himself clean. Washing is one thing, but suchihi. Suchihi means he makes himself pure. Clean, you bathe to make yourself clean, right? But the real purpose of bathing here is to make himself pure. That's a, that's a different condition. We see many clean people that are impure, right? And many pure people that are, or What's the opposite? Uh, and very dirty people that are very pure, right? Physical cleanliness does not, not always correspond uh, to internal cleanliness. So there's a verse we chant as part of our puja. We've mentioned this. It's a very, it's like the, if you were to like summarize the whole puja in spiritual life, in one month, one of the first month is we chant in puja. You see, we, we, we go, we want to go Om Vishnu, you sip a few times, Acham, Achaman, right? And then you go, oh, uh, uh, like whether clean or unclean, whether pure or impure, if one remembers that lotus-eyed Lord here, here appearing as a little baby, then one becomes clean and pure inside and out. One becomes really clean inside and out. So we may be clean, we may be unclean, we may be pure, we may be impure, right? Whatever those, uh, uh, whatever our thoughts. But if we remember God then automatically we're pure, right? So the purpose of these ritual acts of, of bathing, like we, right, we bathe before doing puja, we bathe even before speaking, before reading the Bible, time I take a bath, you know? I'm not, I mean, I'm, I am dirty, please forgive me. <laughs> That's my nature. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> we're not born, this, uh, the saints not supposed to smell good, but <laughs> I smell like like a regular, worse than, well, we, in Spanish, we chiboco col coretearo. That was my, my go take a bath. You smell like a chased around goat. That was a <laughs> Spanish chiboco coretearo. The great, <laughs> the great line. <laughs> chased around, not just a goat, a chased goat. <laughs> right, so we have to be so, but the real impurity here is not just, of course, the, the, the uh, external pu uh, impurities in the body are washed away by external soap and water, mud, water, rubbing like this. And internal purity comes from remembering Yashmaret Pundrikakshan, remembering that lotus eye, that beautiful lotus side one. Because the real mental, Im the mental impurity is thought other than God ultimately. Right? And so, if thought other than God is mental impurity, Sami Ramdas says, all thought is dirt. Right? That was one of, one of his great lines, right? Anything, and, and uh, uh, so any thought besides God is an impurity. Right? So, what do we do? We practice. Right? Just like we bathe and we get dirty, we bathe, and we get dirty, we bathe. That's a daily thing. So we think of God, we forget God. We think of God, we forget God. We think of God, we forget God. Right? <coughs> but the difference is that uh, uh, thinking of God, uh, uh, like, permanently removes impurity. You know, it's not, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll get to that.
Snata Suchihi Alankara. So he bathed himself, he purified himself, or bathed himself to purify himself, right? And Alankara, and he decorated himself. He put on, and so the festival, of course, he had to change his, means he had to change his cloth, right? That's one thing at the time of, 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 of a birth, and, and, and like that. But he de- Alankara doesn't mean dress, it means decoration. I mean, the Alankara, Alankara, oh, you'll see, I can, when you go in, Ma has a new sari on. Right, once a year her sari gets changed. Jaya Pradal came and changed her sari once a year she comes. It takes several hours to do, it's so complicated. <laughs> has to be sewn onto her and she's bathed. All her jewelry is polished and some pieces added, some pieces removed uh, to give her the look of the year. Her hair is washed and like that. Yesterday. Yeah, so I, I, you saw on our, I don't know if you saw on our website, it was, we were closed the last two days. Cause, and also the shrine's been repainted. So Ma was off the shrine for a few days doing some cleaning. Renovation work happens every have to, have to, happens time to time, but so now like in, in the in the term oh have you seen Ma's alankara, how she's decorated, right? It means her sari, her jewelry, her hair. This is a decoration you do. And if you go to a puja shop in India, you can ask somebody. Oh, I'm looking for a deity the alankara, oh, the, like crowns and flutes, and these are decorations for the deity the alankara. So he bathes, he purifies, and he decorated himself. These are also signs of in the same sentence that with this Mahamanaha, that his high cultured, high souled, high noble minded person. Right? He's he's he representing the what you're supposed to do at, at an auspicious occasion. Right? Bathe and get dressed up. You see, you could become uh, uh, like on a festival day here. Right? And every, everybody just like uh, people uh, on festival day everyone's dressed up. Everyone's, everybody's, uh, all the girls are in saris, and the boys are all, you know, and it just, you see, the, the thing that happens, you know, it's like, it's something, you, 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 what? you we believe that term is like, he washed, what he cleaned up well, or something like that, there's a line like that, right, there's like, in popular culture, well, you clean up well, <laughs> usually means washed, and, and I remember there was a series of, there was a, uh, effective series of, 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 of uh, uh, suit commercials, remember what a difference, a day make who had that song on it, right? You could see it before and after of a worker, and then you get you dressed up. This is, but exactly, this is what it is all about. You'll see, it's all about this this uh, way of showing purity, the way of showing respect and joy is also to to dress up, right? So he so he he dresses himself up. Vacha yitva swasta yayanam. Swasti Ayanam. So he calls, he calls uh, these Brahmins or these uh, uh, invited uh, knowers of the Vedas, Dvijas or uh, Viparas, to Vachayita, to chant, to speak auspicious words, right? Blessings, right? Swasti, this means Swasti, 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 uh, uh, Swasti Ayanam, the, uh, the mantras, these speaking of words of auspiciousness. Mangalarchana, we uh, we also say uh, Mangalarchana. Uh, you can speak auspicious things. Actually, the word swasti uh, uh, swasti means auspicious, right? Swasti. We have swastika comes from that. That symbol of swasti. Swasti means swasti, right? It means your own nature, your own condition, right? So it's a way of somebody uh, 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 to ask if if how's your health. Right, you use that, that word. What is your swasti? Is means your good health. Are you in your own condition? Are you healthy? Right. I I don't know enough Hindi, but I hear, I hear it. There's a way of saying like that. You know, a few days ago, when Samaji asked me, and then I, and I realized, oh, click 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 click, like oh, I'm 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 fine, Samaji. I had to I had to figure out what he was asking me in, in Hindi. 
but he was saying like that basically apswasti, you know, something like this, you know, it's like how's your health, how's your nature. It's an older, elegant way of speaking, you know. But so by saying, by stating words, the the the, the priest recited or spoke words of blessings, right, or auspicious words, right. What were they saying? What's the at the time of birth? What's what's what are you asking for? You want the long, healthy life of the child. So the blessings are blessings are may you live happy, may you live a long, healthy life. That's usually when when we're trying to translate this. Can so many families come and children come, the first rice and people you know ever like this. What do you say? You know, an in, in English equivalent, right? And so you may you live a long, healthy life. These are the two, you know, long, healthy, happy life. Let's add one more. <laughs> long, healthy, happy life, right? Uh, uh, so that's swast, swasti. So, but you have to, the word is so beautiful. Swasti, swasti, their own, uh, your own natural, your own condition. Swasti abhayam, jatta karma, atma jasya vai. Again, atma jasya to his own son, his own offspring. Right, so it's it's not believed on Amstri. It was his own Amstri. It is his own son, Vishnu appeared, and he had uh, um, Jatta Karma. Jatta Karma is the ceremonies at birth. Right. Uh, um, some texts say this is the cutting of the umbilical cord. Is Jatta Karma, right? Uh, but there's no. Where's the umbilical cord here? He's that happened. If it happened, there's no umbilical cord. That's not the way it appeared, right? But it said like that. Others say uh, some uh, notes, uh, footnotes on some translations say Jatta Karma is a tradition of, of touching the tongue with honey of a baby for sweet speech, sweet, there's a thing that's done. There's also, these are, there's different rites right at birth. There's so many, these are samskaras ultimately. There's so many, I forget the numbers, how many samskaras we have. Uh, but they start from way before birth. When you first decide to have a child, there's certain ceremonies that are done at certain stages of, the, of, of development ceremonies. Um, uh, uh, um, at birth, there's the first, the cutting of the hair, the scene of the sun for the first time, right after the leaving of the temple, the uh, 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 step by step there's ceremonies. That I'm tomorrow I'm doing a rice eating ceremony mm. in some Bengali family's house. First time eating solid food. Each one of these is potentially slightly dangerous, right? You know, uh, it's a new, something new. Going outside when you've been inside, eating solid food when you have only taken milk, right? Uh -uh. And so you invoke against swasti, you invoke blessings, you invoke, you're doing pujas, you, you invite people, you have the Brahmins, the priests, the sadhus, the family and friends to give, to give, to speak their blessings, right? You want everybody happy and, and do everything auspicious for them. That's Jatta Karma. So what Jatta Karma here most likely refers to this, uh, 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 something of honey on the tongue. The ceremony consists of touching the tongue of a newborn male child thrice with ghee, after appropriate prayer, that's what the footnote of the Gita Press says. Okay, then Jatta Karma, Jatta Karma Sajavai on his own son, Karayam Asya Vidhivit. He made them do all these, uh, speak these things and do these pujas uh, as according to the Vidhivat. Uh, Vidhivat means according to the uh, we use uh, uh, we've been using this like vidhi uh, means um, according to the system to, uh, according to regulation according to tradition traditional uh, scriptural standards right? right so he made them do give give uh, they made them chant uh, auspicious words of blessings and they made them according to the scriptures according to the traditional understanding 
to do Pitri Deva Archanam. Pitri Deva Archanam, to worship the ancestors and the devas. These are things that are required. That's part of this, these opening ceremonies, right? So we, we uh, uh, the forefathers, foremothers, right, uh, are, are invoked and prayed to get their blessings, right? Uh, uh, uh. And the devas, Ganesha, Surya, Agni, like this. Uh, let's see what it says here. Okay. Uh, So this Maha Manaha, he's noble and generous. So let's see how generous. This is part of the thing. Is part of Vedic culture, actually part of almost every, almost if not every, probably almost every traditional culture. The way you invoke auspiciousness is you give gifts, right? We don't have the same. We have. A, I mean, it's your birthday. I have to give you some gifts. Uh, we have. We have a little remnant of this where we try to give blessings by giving gifts on uh, certain holidays, right? Um, Christmas, everybody gives each other gifts. Right, and then we create holidays to give gifts, or gifts have been holidays have been created by people who sell the things that you give as gifts, <laughs> like Valentine's Day, uh, President's, uh, not President's Day, uh, 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 Teacher's Day. <laughs> not the difference. Sorry, uh, Teacher's Day, Secretary's Day, uh, 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 every possible thing is uh, another excuse to give. It. Because you see, we don't have a tradition of really, like when somebody comes to your house, do you automatically have a gift for them? Right, there's almost nobody's house I've been in India, even before I was in the cloth that, uh, orange cloth carrying a big stick, you know. Even before, it's like without being given something, right? You know, it depends on, of course, the nature of our relationship, the formality of the event, and the financial uh, strength of the family involved, right? But some, usually, some small thing is, is prepared ahead of time and given not only food but something. Then, on top of that, in, in, in our little subculture, of the sadhu brahminical subculture there's also dakshina always, always given not just gifts but gifts is never given without money right you know it's like you, you never if i if i give you if i if I, uh, uh, like let's say you've come and it's uh, oh i haven't seen you in a long time an auspicious time so we'll give a cloth to you but it won't just be a cloth here we may just give a cloth but actually it'd be a cloth with 10 with 100 rupees something like this or five dollars or something like that not just always giving it's a, this uh, this is a way to invoke auspicious the way to please the lord the way to please because what happens if you're pleased and the lord's pleased and he gives a reason. He's doing it to please God, ultimately. Right? The way you invoke blessings, the way you get blessings for your son is to please God. And the way you please God is by giving gifts. This is the, this, this is the high culture that he's Maha Manaha. Yes, you can see. Yeah, you can see this. Everybody, hey, that's in America. You give out cigars, and some barely give everybody. Hey, have a cigar. Have a cigar. I'm a dad. I'm a dad. You see, that's even in our in, in, in the 50s. Yeah, but it's still in the. I mean, like I watched this on car. I've only seen it during cartoons. What's that? He went out with the. Yeah. Maybe because. Right, but that that's exactly it. You give. A, you have to give something. I'm so excited. I have to give. You give something. Right. You know. Uh, 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 and. Um, and also, like, uh, uh, like we, on our birthday, we want people give us gifts, right? But in in, uh, in older cultures, on your birthday, you give people gifts, right? You know, that's a that's a different thing. You know, we take somebody out to dinner on their birthday, but on a dinner, people cook for other people, cook for their friends, right? So that's what you re- the way you really invoke auspiciousness is by giving or serving, right? This is a swasti, right? Uh, uh, uh. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So on my birthday, I give out gifts to everybody. Yes, that's the way. That's the that's, that's that's and then you get blessings for that. That is, yeah, that is the tough. Yeah, that's the way to get blessings. By uh, the, more the more, yeah, the more you give, the more you receive. Because after you get blessings, you you uh, 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 yeah, that's that's uh, this is the great mystery, 
uh, and you can see uh, uh, with somebody like as soon as you, somebody gives you something selflessly, right? It's not exactly so, but it is selflessly. If somebody gives you something, automatically you, 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 your respect for them rises, your love for them rises, your affection for them comes, right? And if somebody wants something from you, even if it's a friend who maybe even somebody it's a legitimate business deal they want, but hey, you 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 still owe me. It's you paid me, but you still owe me uh, thirty-five cents. Your, your bill's not complete. Immediately, I mean, it, it's fine. It's this is the the world. This is the hard cash world. We owe, I owe you. I owe you thirty-five cents, right? So here's the thirty-five cents. I'll, I'll get. But you see, immediately it spoils everything. You're, you're the the. That's not. I don't bless you for that, right? You know, it's like. Uh, but uh, uh, but if if I if you give if you if I'm giving if if I give you something, you're automatically. Oh, people even some people. Oh, God bless you. I can't believe you're doing this. That's a common thing. Oh my God! Like, oh my, you're, you're, you're giving me this. You know, give somebody. You know, the common thing even in our in our in our kind of polluted version of the culture. So there's somebody on the street corner, you know, at, uh, when you drive up to uh, to make a left hand turn, they go and you give them a th- and you give you give them five bucks or a dollar. They go, God bless you. Right? You know, it's like you see, and 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 really, the people probably giving it are they are getting blessed, right? You know. What happens if you give something to somebody and they're not grateful for it? <coughs> That's that, that's an interesting thing because that's their personality fault, right? And you're not giving it to be to them to be grateful, right? You're giving them so that you're fi- that it's for your it's for your blessing, not their blessing, right? The thing you give it maybe it's good for them, maybe it's not good for them. We don't know. There's no way to tell, right? Whether or not what you gave somebody and whether or not they're grateful. People can uh, people can act grateful. People who are really grateful don't say anything. Other people say, "Oh, thank you so much." Oh, so what you do, so but you know, really, they're out like oh, stupid so thing. So in Hindu culture, like if I gave you, let's mm. say, your favorite thing is a box of chocolates, yeah. I give you a box of chocolates yeah, yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in India, they don't say thank you for that. Now they do, but it's not tradition. I mean, I, I mean, I, it took me a long time, even because it's cha- because Indian culture is also changing in the re- in, as in contact with other habits, right? Is like you know, at our ashram, you know, the kids come and serve you food, and every time you serve, oh, thank you. And next time they come, thank you. And the boys kind of look at like, you know, they're, oh, 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 the reason they don't understand because I'm not saying the right language. So you so you do like Danjavad or Sukriya or you know, they're like that. And even that's even weirder. It's like, I'm f- it's my job to feed you. It's my duty to feed you. I love feeding you. Why are you thanking me? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like a weird, I mean, if you thank, you, there's times to thank people, but that's not for small expressions of love and devotion or even duty. Mm. So, as an American, if you didn't say yes. thank you, I shouldn't yes. be insulted because your culture is not. To say no, that. yeah, n- yeah, you shouldn't be insulted because the culture doesn't say thank you, uh, uh, and also you shouldn't say it to get to get a thank you, right? Uh, 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 um, uh, yeah, that, uh, uh, and also thank you, like it. it we sometimes you thank you, to, uh, kind of like somebody does something wonderful for you, they thank you, so you're even, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, like, you know, like oh, thank you, okay, but and now it's all, now the scales actually. Our problem is why, because we don't have the, uh, f- we've lost some of the principles behind our gu- gift-giving culture. That you know, come Christmas time, people commit suicide. People are in full depression because they get so nervous. I can't give enough. People gave me this, and I have to give a gift of equal amount. And all that world exists in gift-giving cultures. India is very strong into that. You give the wrong, pr- you give at a wedding, you give somebody an auntie the wrong quality sari. I mean, that's going to be felt for generations. <laughs> you know, it works this way. <laughs> you know, like it's there's a, I mean, it, there's a science to this that has to be. You have to give the proper amount, and it's a stressful thing. But that's that's a tradition of high culture. That these are the way you show to show high, this high culture, but. We don't have so people get overwhelmed. They don't know what to do, and they can't afford. Like, oh my God, they get to break. I'm not going to give anything this year. I'm only going to give to the children. That's my family's, and we stop giving presents. It's too stressful, 
right? You know, nobody can afford it, and you know, it's like funny when I was I grew up very poor, right? We always had more than enough to have. I mean, grew up surrounded by gifts and seeing feeling that I was an abundant. Come a holiday, come a birthday, I felt like I was the richest person in the world. Now we're adults; everybody has enough money. Actually, enough money now is not enough money to give gifts. Right, you see the difference in one generation. What's happened, you know, and even in my own family, which is a very Mex- more traditional Mexican family that has more of that. But the traditional Mexican family has been in America quite a long time, <laughs> right? So those those habits are coming. Mexico has a very strong gift-giving um, relationships, you know. Um, um, I remember, uh, I remember uh, an example of this. At, uh, for the Saudi community, a big thing is feeding people bandara. Uh, bandara uh, you could feed you could feed invi- invitation people to feed and it was a auspicious occasion like an example for our uh, like uh, our main one we are it's the biggest function of our of our ashram right is on the anniversary of our guruji's passing the day he p- left his body on that uh, titi uh, um, uh, is we do we feed we feed many thousands of people throughout the day right we don't have a small big space so you can do it in a big one big sitting we don't have the arrangement for that so it starts it's basically all day long and first we invite, and try to, we tried to follow as much etiquette as we can. First we invite the sannyasis, but first you invite, you invite the dandis. These are the sannyasis, they're walking around with the, they always get fed first, right? And people, and they expect to be fed first, right? That's the tradition, right? And people like, oh, like why, why are you so special? And like, that we, that we have no respect for them, they always want to be fed first, right? It becomes, <laughs> it all gets polluted as we no longer respect the traditional meanings, right? Because it's not, it doesn't matter who's holding the stick. The guy holding the stick gets fed first. That's tradition. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a jerk holding the stick. It's a problem, right? So anyway, so you free, first you feed the dandis, then you feed the sannyasis and sadhus and varagis. And we in our ashram, we go out, we go out about a week in advance, and we go to all the ashrams, and we invite. You know, we find ahead of the ashram, please, how many people to come in? We give them invitation cards, the type of stuff, and such and such a stick. There is a puja and honor, and, and honor uh, as our, us honoring the anniversary of the Mahanirvana of our Guru Dev. Uh, we please invite you to come and take uh, take food and uh, prashad save, and they call it. Uh, that we're, we're we're serving you by offering the prashad. Okay, mm-hmm. so I had a, uh, mm-hmm. somebody from India that I picked up at the airport. I dropped mm-hmm. off, and I was mm-hmm. just surprised and say thank you. And yes. you're saying yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's. I think uh, when you come over here, you should at least have a respect for the culture, that, the country that you're going into, and understand their culture. Should yeah. Could be. I mean, I, every situation is different, you know. So I don't know. I can't. I can't. Can't speak to that. They you don't know. Say thank you because it's. It's also not. It's not part of. It's not. It's not a here. Whether you mean it. I mean, who was that? There was a uh, that uh, uh, Brave New World. Remember that book by Alex Hux- Huxley? Did it? Alex Huxley wrote it. Brave New World. They didn't move. I never read the full book. I read parts of the book. But I never. I got distracted and it was high school so other, other things came to my mind but in the movie form I got to at least watch the movie form right <laughs> Leonard Nimoy playing the supreme leader right uh, Spock, Spock Spock playing the supreme leader but anyways it's, it's the culture has gotten so shallow that the way you greet each other is hello how are you I'm fine thank you very much Hello, hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. Yeah. Right, so I mean, that's that. And, and I say hello, how are you? Thank, I'm fine, thank you very much. And you say hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. It's become the same without doing that. They, oh, if he didn't, he didn't say hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. He must be very rude, right? It's become so it's for us that symbol that whatever that is, a hello, how, you know, yeah. some the, the the pleasantry greetings is important. In India, maybe a different a different a different thing. And also, the, the problem is that we he has an expectation. If you if your job was to pick him up, you're supposed to pick him up. Right, you know, it's like if you're the one who agreed to pick him up, or were sent to pick him up, or invited him, so you didn't pick him up. Why would we have to thank you? You're supposed to pick him up, right? So it's that the expectation that he should thank you. So it's a different. And, and but but you, 
even a bus driver. Some you say thank you to a bus driver. Of course, it's his job, but to, you know, it's like, like I, I'm rude, you know. It's like, you know, like we don't, uh, you know, we have to, we, we expect every, every transaction have to be thank you. Yeah. I think the right. bus driver would appreciate. No, of course, of course he would appreciate it, you know, and so people appreciate it, but, but, but the, the, uh, uh, um, the. Uh, um, Kelly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a very nice thing. People who don't expect it, that's also very very good. But some, but some, but some, but but uh, sometimes we have problem is that two cultural standards don't always match. As the two cultures are mixing, a new standard is coming. How and within business dealings, there are new new ways of behaving. We've all adjusted ourselves to as we mix, as we have a mixed culture, you know, and mixed experiences, mixed. Uh, 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 yeah, we live in a different world now, so new things are coming. But he represents clearly the old. So anyway, let me finish my story about about about, feed, about Bandara. So uh, during the Bandara, we also give duck, feed everyone, and we give dakshina. Everybody gets ten rupees. Not very much because we, we're feeding thousands of people, right? This is a very expensive affair, right? And and everybody and everybody gets dakshina, right? Ten rupees, ten rupees. But then pe- people who have cards, invitation cards. Right, they get more because they were invited, not just people who showed up. Right, mm-hmm. so people have cars. You usually give an extra ten rupees or something like that. Right, and some people, what they'll do, like we'll go to the thing and like, well, how many people here? We have five sadhus, and we give them five cards, and one of them shows up with five cards. <laughs> so now they expect they expect twenty rupees for each card. Oh right, so and you're like, like, going really, we're feeding you, you know, like it's a weird type of thing, right? And then also then the mah- mahants, the heads of the ashrams, usually get given extra. They're given uh, a larger amount. They're given 100 rupees or 50 rupees like this, or VIP type thing, right? And it's not because they need it. They're the. He- I mean, in one sense, they probably need the money less. It's not about giving money. And 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 all of a sudden, no, I'm a hunt. I need more money. And 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 I and the first time I and it was my job one time when you're to give out. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak the language, and 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 and, and the white guy, and tra- trying to hand out money. People were <laughs> telling me that I need more money, and I I got I got two cards. You had to give me more money. I'm the hunt. Here's Andhama Hunt, and he's, no, I'm the Mahant, and he's Andhama Hunt, I invited, so he needs more money. And it's kind of weird, <laughs> a part of me, like, I begin to get a little agitated, right? My standard, like going, how this, how ungrateful, how greedy, how, why are we feeding people? These aren't sadhus, they're only concerned. Of, and then my, my brother disciples, I mean, Uvindananda, who's been in, he's also a, a Canadian, Westerner, he's been in India 45 years now, right? <coughs> but he says, but he, I remember he told me, he says, exactly, they're not hungry, and we don't need to feed them. Right, there's not a restaurant, right, and they're in, and we're not feeding hungry people. They have food at the ashram. We've invited them because the traditional way of honoring our guru's memory is to vi- invite sadhus and brahmanas and children and poor people, and and uh, ma- let them f- leave satisfied and happy. So they give blessings, right, like that. So throw money at him until he's happy, and then he'll go away. <laughs> Like we, he doesn't have to be. We invited him. He's our guest, right? We invited him, saying we're going to feed you and make you. We're going to serve you. Right, and he's a little greedy, you know. Like, and he also thinking. I remember, like, we come, some people come with these invitations. I, I'm actually kind of sick. I used to. My favorite thing in the world is going to Bandaras. I love it because then you get, it's a huge thing. You get all the, you get to mix the sadhus. It's great. I mean, how often you do in our little circle? And I, I've been to Bandaras where there's ten thousand sannyasis wow. at the Kumamela. It's like it's how awesome! Like, and you're like one of them, and just in line with the whole thing. And they give you money and all that, you know, and cloth and all kinds of stuff. All these different gifts that are given. <laughs> But uh, 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 and now it's like oh, I don't want to go, <laughs> right? It's like I mean, I mean, the food's too oily. It's really really opulent food, and I don't I don't need ten rupees, you know. It's like, but then the, the and the joke is, does it take for you to reach that? Point? But no, it's just it's just attended because I'm I'm not I'm not there to go to 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 these mass feedings, right? But I but I also realize this is a, this is also a traditional thing. They're inviting you. They don't even know you really. They're inviting you. This is the way they're. It, these are old traditional ways of invoking blessings, feed and the way and you please God. 
by feeding the Brahmins, by feeding the sannyasis, by feeding children. We do we, we do um, Kumari puja during Navaratri. We feed, we, let, we, we worship little children. Actually, the word used here later is puja. The, 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 uh, the way you, you treat people is worship, right? You worship animals, you worship people, you worship... And, and so Ma here, we, we, we put a plate of uh, fruit in front of her in prayer and she, we think she accepts it. A cranky old, slightly greedy sod who didn't even really want to come but kind of was forced into because we, we came to his bandar last year. We saw that. <laughs> and even Guruji says, no, no, he came to our bandar, you got to go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's Christmas all over again. <laughs> but it's, it is that, that uh, uh, so, but the way you please God is that you're inviting him, you're my guest, you please be happy. And, and when you leave, you being happy is the blessing, right? So, uh, 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 so what did he? So now he's giving uh, gifts to the Brahmins and the guests, right? Denunam niyute pradha, pradhat, pradhat. He gives in charity. What? It says niyute. Niyute is a number. It means two lakh. So a lakh is. 100,000. I think officially in the old days like 125, but now it's it used now as 100,000. It's a lakh, right? We like round numbers, you know. Uh, uh, so it means, so he gave 200,000 cows, wow. right? This is what it says, right? Denunam. Denunam. Denu means a cow udder. That's a denu, right? Uh, uh, you, you, one of the, the divine cow we call Kama Denu, the one who gives from her udder everything. Anything we want, any desire is fulfilled by Kama Denu, right? So Denu, the name for cow, means milking cows, which means here, by saying a milking cow means a young cow with a calf, right? So it's not two million cows, it's two million cows at their height of economic value, right? You know, cows with calves that are giving milk, right? That's what that's what that's what Denuna means, Denunam. So he gave two million cows in charity, or two hundred thousand cows, or two hundred fifty thousand cows in charity. A lot of cows in charity, right? <laughs> and so people think, oh, how could he have given two million cows in charity? That's not possible, right? So maybe it's not possible, but maybe it is possible because we don't, you know, uh, uh, what type of uh, group are we talking here? Like it's, these are like we come Nanda Maharaj. He's a king. He's the king of, of a cow settlement, cowherd settlement, of Ra, uh, right? So, but it's still he's it's a chieftain, but a chieftain that according to the text has 200,000 200, cows to give away, right? <coughs> and whether or not this is a symbolic number or trying to paint a picture that how much wealth was available, and none of these verses present this noble-minded tradition is also a, a, a simple life, but very valuable, very wealthy life. They were simple; their wealth came from cows. Right and 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 not only from cow because what the cows give us a cow is is an embodiment of economic development in the old world, right? A cow gives milk. From milk we have mil- uh, from milk we can make butter, from butter and yogurt and buttermilk and uh, ghee, ice cream, all the type of we can make paneer, we can make ghee. From ghee we do yagya. From yagya we please the gods. They give rain. They give happiness. Right? Without yagya there can be. No, the gods don't give, can't give their blessings without ghee. So there is that whole cycle. <coughs> a cow uh, uh, also gives uh, uh, urine and dung. Cow dung and cow urine is um, uh, 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 fertilizer, right? So it means so you have your field. I mean, so cows eat grass. Cow dung and cow urine fertilize grass, right? A do- you know, a dog pees on your grass, the grass dies. If a cow pees on your grass. 
you're it's it's it, uh, it pure it's purifying it uh nourishing it's it's uh it's full of microbes millions of microbes actually i didn't write it down when i was looking in my research for this i was looking how many the benefits of cow dung and the, the people also drink cow urine. yeah you can count oh, we've right. drunk cow urine <laughs> right it's, uh, it's tastes like cow urine <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it tastes a lot like cow urine, but it's purified. It's, it's pure. It's 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 filtered. Well, you don't buy it. I, 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 we only done it by from uh, um, Gita Press sells it, and uh, the very books that these books that tell you about the glory of cow urine, they their money's where their mouth is, you know, <laughs> or their mouth is where their books are, you know. <coughs> it's it's an Ayurvedic tonic. It has its own value for the stomach, and depends. I I didn't. I did it out of out of uh, almost a dare. I think you also did it. I can't remember dare. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Smoky taste. <coughs> yeah, yeah. It's filtered, but it's supposed to be filtered. It's not just drunk, but it's filtered two, yeah. 200 times or something oh. through cloth. There's ways to do it, right? It has its benefits, stomach benefits, like that. But it's primarily used for, uh, for. Um, um, I just you used the word. Make floor with it. No, another the thing. Yeah, so the cow dung you use for, for. Uh, I keep losing the word. <laughs> things you put in the ground to make things grow. Fertilizer. It's fertilizer, right? And it's also very purifying, right? Is it's antiseptic. It's a, it's antiseptic. Actually cow urine is more antiseptic than Mr. Clean, right? And so you think about it. Think about an animal, even hum- even a sage, right? A God-realized sage, his urine, if you touch his urine, you should wash your hands. It's full of germs, right? right? But a, a cow, a cow is such a, that even, it, even it's, stu- it's, it's the most dirty part of a cow is actually uh, kills germs. It's purifying. Not just ritually purifying, it's actually, I can't say ritual is not actually, that's not the, but you know what I mean? It's a, a um, Hygienically purifying, it kills germs, right? And, w- and then also what they do, I w- <coughs> it's not done very much anymore, unfortunately. <coughs> I went to an ashram um, in at, at the Narmada, a uh, wonderful Italian mataji. He's been in India also 50 years or so, Udasan uh, Yogini. In her ashram, she had that tradition where they, the whole around the Duni and the Shivalingam, it's all the whole area is a compa- It's a mixture of mud, cow dung, and straw. Right, and 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 it, they prepare it after the rainy season every year. By the rainy season, it gets washed away, right? But it handle a little bit of rain just sucks it. Right, you can see it. You can see drops come in. There's up this kind of, and it's like it gives when you sit on it, right? It's like it's like sitting on like a, like a, on a on a on a, on a like a, a hard. It's softer than than my, my floors are, you know, and it's it's hygienic, right? You can feel it. You you feel pure. You feel that it's a pure asana, a pure seat. Right, uh, they eat on it. Everything, you know, the kitchen is done every day. They 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 they, they cover it again with cow dung every couple of days. There's a way of keeping it clean and pure. Right, and it just feels good, you know. But it also it's it's also hygienic. It's killing germs and things and like that. Is, uh, the dried patties are fuel for so the fire. So yeah. the thing is that this is also firewood. This is and it's a very good firewood. It burns evenly. Right, you can cook it. It it, it gives heat and it burns evenly. If it's cooked differently, we don't sometimes know because I was. Uh, uh, common thing like you think like I just had a fire my, my whole thing to keep the fire going you have to give air you have to give space right if you give space to a cow dung fire it just gives smoke to give heat you have to give density it has to like it's a different type so of it's thing a fire. it's a hotter it's a very hot fire and it's perfectly clean, perfectly even yeah. right so you can cook evenly even it's even like our ring creates a ring of yeah it's a good it's a very good stove right and it's free wood Right, the cow is just giving it, and then on top of that, the the smoke of cow dung purifies the atmosphere. It kills germs also. Right, we make our incense like this. This incense has cow dung in it. This is homemade from our ashram in India. Right, it's different. You could smell when you smell cow dung burning. 
like uh, as soon as we. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful. It's a it's a it's a divine smell. It purifies. It, it nourishes the God. We believe it nourishes the gods. Purifies the atmosphere, like that. But you can feel it when you have cow dung burning and cow dung. It's like the environment, and you hear even the sound of a cow or something. It in other words, a cow represents wealth, right? right in this culture, right? A living, wonderful cow. Not only a cow, but an amazing thing. You get a cow, right? And immediately, no matter what else it's doing, whether it has, whether it has a calf and whether it's giving milk or not, right? It's giving cow dung it's giving cow urine these two things are also well right and they're friendly so then it gives cows right and so when it, a cow gives cows right so one cow or maybe my, a couple cows gives you another cow right an unlimited amount of cow i mean the cows keep you can as many as many acres of grass you can afford to, f to feed it you can keep having cows keep expanding keep expanding expanding right uh, uh it's a wealth <coughs> and even after it stops giving milk it's still valuable Right, because uh, uh, it's still giving fertilizer, it's still fertilizing fields, and pretty soon you have more fields than you can, uh, uh, than you, than you have cows you need, which means you can get another cow. You have more. You have more. The the. It's abundance. It's a. It represents abundance. You know, we don't know how to. We don't. We don't have our cow culture straight at all. <laughs> right, yeah. but it's a, so, <coughs> so inconceivably bad. But it's it's a divine. It's a divine. And even Gita says that the relation between God and man. Gods and man are like a cow plenty. He says, "He says, let this be your cow plenty. Mutually satisfy each other. May you thrive. Right? You sacrifice to them, and they give you, and, and they they bring rain. And like this whole cycle is represented by the cow. Because the cow, only good comes from it. Even the things you feed it are also good that come from it. Right? You know, the grain, the the, the grass you feed a cow comes from the land that the cow fertilized. Right? And so, it, it, so it's like the the, the 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 ghee we pour, the offerings we make to the gods." come from the rain that the you know it's it, it it's so connected it's like a cycle it's a it's a it's a, it's a kamadenu and then of course when the mother can't give milk then uh, a human mother then yes. the child has milk yeah that's an, that's another point that the the cow gives more milk than the cow can give more milk than the calf its calf needs mm. right we do this also considerably wrong but even like left even if you left the cow to give full amount of, uh, of, of uh, full amount of milk to its calf Right, this is not the full the modern economic model, right? Uh, but if you give allow a cow to give full amount of milk, there's there's more than enough milk for uh, that it will keep giving, right? So there's no there's almost no end to it. If, if if so this is but this is the culture that they were living. Their their he he his land is called Gokul, which means a place of cows, right? And also this this is more mysterious because Krishna is Gopala protector of cows and these are gopas cowherd men gopis cowherd girls cowherd girls will also be called milkmaids right this is the way we use this type of stuff so this is they're milking the cows the men are tending the cows protecting the cows and Krishna is protecting the cows he's Govinda one who brings pleasure to the cows a one who gets pleasure from the cows Govinda right these uh, these two names right um, so uh, 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 so in the Mahabharata, it says the original cow, that's uh, Kamadhenu, the original divine cow, uh, um, she heard, she saw some yogis did austerity, like standing on one foot or some of their head, hands on the, <laughs> hands in the air or whatever, some weird tapasya, right? And usually they do austerity and then they get, they do the austerity to a deity. The deity comes and is forced to give a boon and then they, they get some selfishly motivated boon, right? And so she did this, this. She did this austerity, and she stood on one leg for ten thousand divine years. So it says in the Mahabharata, 
right? After 10,000 years, Vishnu is amazed because he, he didn't do it for any particular deity. Usually you do it to get some deity to come and get, give you what he wants, right? the old way of austerity, right? And so Vishnu came and says, because uh, he's a deity of sattva, and so this seemed to be a sattvic sankalpa, right? This, this, he wasn't asking anything for Vishnu automatically would come for that, right? And, and so he says, I'm very pleased and impressed with your austerity. What do you want? He says, I didn't do to get anything. I didn't do it to please you also. Right? I just did it to do it. It's my nature to do stuff. You know, <laughs> do you want to do, do this? And Vish, the, the original cow. This is what I hear. And the cow was quite amazing. I mean, Vishnu is amazing. And, and, and he says, this is not po- ask something. I don't, I'm not asking anything. So he was bewildered. He's never, not even the gods behaved this selflessly. <laughs> Even the gods, <laughs> you know, we're watching the, these, the, the movie, the gods are the epitome of our, it's, it's our selfish desires plus supernatural powers. <laughs> Get that together, we have like, that's called a god, you know. Human selfishness plus supernatural power, These the devatas, you know. So uh, he's like amazed, right? The yogis don't behave this way. I mean, who, 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 who does, who does 10,000 years of, us, of difficult austerity without a reason? But one of her qualities that she's very, austerity is easy because she's tolerant. She can tolerate she can she can tolerate that's one can tolerate anything almost anything, um, and so he says I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you a boon anyways. My I'm going to create a heaven higher than 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 Indraloka heaven, right? Higher than Brahmaloka Satyaloka where Brahma lived. Higher than Vaikuntha, my own abode, above Vaikuntha where Vishnu's supreme heaven in the, in the Vaishnava perspective. Above that I'm creating a realm called Gokul, right? The land of cows. Right, so Gokula is not full of cows because Krishna is there. Krishna is there because cows are there. It's it's Gokul. The land is the land of cows. It's cows' land, right? So on Earth, Gokula was the the, the farming settlements outside the city, right? You know, it's like out to the, the not even suburbs beyond the suburbs where the farms are. This is grassland, <laughs> and there's settlements. There's cow herd sell, cow herd settlements out there. This is the um uh uh. uh and he says, and I will myself will come and protect you, right? I'll be, I'll, I shall serve you there. And so that he became Gopala, right? So that's that because that higher than everything is this land, right? So when Krishna was, but that land that exists in the heavenly above the heavenly realms and who knows what realm of of experience and and subtlety, that land also is where there's cows, right? Krishna cows land wherever there's cows, right? So that that was, so sometimes listed as here is Nanda's Gokul. Right, the cow settlement where Nanda was. Right, there's many. Gokul is not just one heaven. It's anywhere where there's cow. Cows bring heaven because also in the body of a cow, there's all gods and goddesses are in the body of a cow. As it says in Mahabharata, also it says you see pictures like that where you show rishis, all gods, all goddesses, all rishis, and all tirtas in the body of a cow. There's an interesting story. Lakshmi talking about cow dung, right? Lakshmi, she saw all the bodies, all the gods and goddesses. The cow has let anybody into her body. Everybody wants to be part of the cow's body. So Lakshmi wants to be part of the cow's body. And the cow said, no. <laughs> nobody ever says, nobody says, no, once again, nobody says, no. nobody does austerity without a reason. And nobody ever says no to Lakshmi. Right? Because the cow doesn't need Lakshmi. She's her own Lakshmi. She creates wealth, right? She's where she is. She doesn't need good luck. She doesn't need wealth. She's herself a wealth generator. She herself is wealth. And the world, you were known by how rich, how many cows you had. A rich man was a man who had a lot of cows. Jaima! Uh, a lot of cows. So, Laksh- so he said. Um, so Lakshmi says, "You please, no, you have to accept me." And so the Gomatas, Gomata said, "I will, ex- I will accept. I'll let you be part of me. That's not. That's." He said, "The reason why don't you want to accept me?" And, and she and Gomata said, "Because you're very fickle. 
Lakshmi's nature, money, wealth, happiness, is very fickle. You come and go. I'm steady. Mm. Right? I don't like anything, this chachala, this moving thing. Right? And so she agreed to, you can be part of me, that's me, but it's also leaving. Right. The part of me that's leaving. Oh. Right? That's cow dung and cow urine. Uh, right? She's part of that. So Lakshmi's in the even, so once again, from cow dung and cow urine comes food, comes fuel, and comes, uh, um, what's the word again? Well, uh, well uh, planted fertilizer. in the ground. Fer- and fertilizer. It comes fertility. <laughs> right? Mm. 620. Um, 620. Uh. In the ocean of milk, the Kamadenu uh. came out of the ocean of milk. Yes, yes. So is this the original? <laughs> same, the same cow. Same came out. And who was she given to you, remember? We're not going to finish these verses, so I'm going <laughs> to realize. We're going to talk on this topic. I'm trying to remember. So when he came out, her name there was Havir. Hmm. We mentioned this last yeah. week. Havir means Brahmarpanam, Brahmahavir. Right? Comes at Havin. Havir means the thing you pour into the Havin, yeah. the offering, which means ghee. So the nature of cow is a ghee, because by saying that he says that that your the cow came, her name is ghee, but the ghee that's specifically poured into the fire for yagya, and so who to give it to? The gods or the demons? Men. Not even men. Which men? She was given to the Brahmins or to the or to the rishis, right? The Brahmins, but actually the Brahmins aren't usually farmers, right? But they're given to the Brahmins because the Brahmins know what to do with her. Right, without without because without the five items from the cow, there can be no yagya. Right. right, and the Brahmin's job is to use these ingredients in a way that that pleases the devas and keeps the cycle of the, the cow, literally the cow plenty going. She was given to the Brahminas, and that's although the Brahmins usually aren't the cow herders. Although cows, that's one of the things that cow uh, Brahmins can keep cows, but generally it's uh, these are these are Vaishya communities. These are uh, 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 yeah. So cow is very very interesting. So she gave, here it says they gave 2 million cows, or 200,000 cows, right? 2 lakhs. 2 lakh cows, right? So, so what again, this is painting a sign, uh, an, uh, an atmosphere, or a scene of great wealth. That their wealth, whether it was, if somebody gave, I mean, many years ago at our ashram in Allahabad, we know that's a very rich family. Uh, we know, they're known as cow, the cow-giving family. Because they're the ones who gave us a cow. Many, many, I was there in the thing then. They, from long distance, they're about midway between uh, Allahabad and Banadis, right? So by car, it's about an hour and a half. So they brought the cow by foot. Carefully, carefully, carefully. It took several days' walk. Cow, you know, and the cow came, the calf, like I remember. And then they had the cow, the whole pujas that are done to the cow. And they're a rich family, both by farming, by cows, by farming, and also they have, they're, um, um, they have some, uh, um, what is it? Uh, uh, they've done some other business also. You know, they're a wealthy family, but very traditional family. They're the type of family that still wipes their 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 very expensive marble floor with cow dung. You know, it's like they sit nicely on the on the this old traditional way and beautiful farms and fields for their cows and things like this and many cows. But to pe- to give one cow to the ashram has changed our ashram. That was maybe fift- more than 15 years it may, may have been even no, it, was, it was after Guruji left his body probably 15 years ago or so right we've had so, so that cow has given our ashram you know a cow every year right so I mean we, we, we don't have the, 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 the for us it's expensive to keep a cow no, no we only have now we have one or two two or three cows right because we end up having to give them away because we can't take care because we don't have fields we've lot we don't have a gokul right so we don't have fields so we have to buy very expensive grass it's very expensive to keep a cow if you don't have if you can, and what do we do every day the kids gather up all the cow dung and throw it over the wall 
right? It's all his pure wealth. If we had field, it could it could be producing right. grass, mm. right? So we don't we don't use it for we don't burn it. We don't use it for cleaning. We so much of the things, are, but we have good milk, we have good yogurt. The ghee we use for the hubbins are from from it, you know. Uh, so it's 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 what and the atmosphere has changed from men having a cow there, uh, uh, really uh, like you know, like. Uh, hey, Gitana, uh, and I want some tea. Yes, 15 minutes, Samaji, I have to milk the cow. <laughs> so you get, you get, you talk about fresh, pure milk from the cow, you hear in the background, you know, like relationship like this, right? But just one, gifting one cow, it brought, it's, it's, it, even though we're wasting 90% of what the cow can give, right? Just the fact that we have a cow that gives milk and then, and, and also and then, what else do we do? All the cuttings from the garden, all the cutting from the kitchen, we give it to the cow. We don't mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, at least that's not being thrown it's being thrown over the thing once it becomes stool but it's not being thrown away immediately otherwise we throw so much away the cuttings and useless things hmm. seemingly useless things nothing goes Why to waste it's just uh, it was a, yeah it's a big pile of rotting stuff and, and then also plastic gets thrown and gets burnt you know it's like uh, tr- the, the, the oversight of the fence means no longer in the uh, it means gone right that's what oversight of the fence is right so some this is a problem is that, that it's not it's very not in, uh, ecological but it's, um, but it's impossible to live ecologically there now right it's almost become like this we, we do the best they do the best they can but it's impossible and we do the best we can here but it's impossible Right, we we we're growing vegetables. We have organic and non-GMO. We're trying to grow all the stuff, but it's uh, you know they don't still have trash trucks that go around. Not quite like that. Them. Not quite that. <laughs> something, so, something you know, on the streets they do. You pile some, it's a different system. Cities, some yeah. cities, yeah. right? Uh, you you pile you you gather it and then you light it on fire. And so that so that worked great if it was if it was leaves and cow dung. <laughs> you know that plastic. Yeah, yeah, it becomes it's a lot of toxic and it's very bad. Even here, we used to. We used to we yeah, my, my dad. They really you furnace. You put everything in a furnace. Had a furnace. Had an incinerator. Yeah. Where well, you burn. All trash would be put in the incinerator. Yeah, you burn it, and then but it became. Like yeah. the where, where, where was he living? It was everywhere. Every major city. Yeah. 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 Every apartment had That's why they stopped it. Yeah, that's why they they have to stop doing it for that reason. So um, uh, the cow, the point is that the uh, cow equals wealth. And so, like in the marriage, the, when you, when the seven steps that are done, the marriage ceremony, one of which is may you have many cows. One of the blessings mm-hmm. means may you become wealthy, right? right? And so, well, think about it, the blessing. Somebody actually gives a blessing. You have many cows. Like I don't want them all. What do you mean? I don't even want one cow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Have many cows? So right. Little we should actually cows. every every house should have a cow for sure. Every family should have their own cow or a group of family. No, you see, like, we don't have. We do, you see, cows. if you look, we have in our garden. We have cut out wood cows, oh. right? <laughs> right inside. I think when you first enter the into the temple in the, in the courtyard, there's a tulsi, and the is that uh, we should fill in cows there. And you see, many of the families will come, and they come before anything, before worshiping Ganesha. They first come, and they and they touch the little the uh, plastic. The plastic cow, so right? Like a lot of plastic cows in my business. Right, and uh, 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 and and on the shrine in the corner of the shrine in the Krishna shrine, we have a beautiful metal mm. and uh, exquisite piece. Recently, got the cow with a calf drinking like this, right? Because even thinking a cow purifies you. That's what Scripture says. To say go purifies you, brings wealth, brings happiness, brings all these type of stuff, right? All these verses really represent all this auspiciousness, right? One of the things when eventually, eventually Nanda is going to meet. Uh, uh, he's going to go to Mathura and meet Vasudeva. They're related. They're like cousin brothers. Brothers, actually. Cousin brothers. Uh, 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 and the first thing Vasudeva asked them, are your cows happy? Do, do they have enough water and enough grass and vegetation? Are they free from disease? Right, that's the first. And then he asked, how's, how's, how's uh, my, when my son 
to uh, uh, Rohini, you know, is uh, how's Balaram, right? First, he asked him, "How how are the cows doing? Is everybody in the land have enough for the cow?" I mean, that's like that represents. He's in the city; he probably doesn't have cows, right? They may have Goshil as a city like that, but but the first thing you ask somebody is, like, "How's your how are your cows?" Asking somebody how your cows are doing is going to ask you, "How are you healthy? Are you happy? Are you wealthy?" Right? Is your family doing well? Because if you have good cows, I mean, it's really a divine thing, you know. I've and been, and I've been in a, an Indian home where they, mm. the cows are like living in the middle. Yeah, yeah. In the, inside the house, and I mean, they just like have this pet in the middle, and it's kind of the, the rooms around it. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've I've also seen like where the cow starts urinating, and they they grab something and run to catch it because they can use it for different things. Yeah. Right? Just just a little while ago. Related, not related, not purposely related, right? One of my friends on Facebook, he's, he's, he has a, he runs, he lives in a farm community in West Virginia that takes care of cows very beautifully. Beautiful. I mean, every day you can see wow, what a, what a relationship we have with these divine animals. But there's a project trying to start in India. They're trying to get some government help. And then what it, what they say is, is like we we have a family of six, means mother, father, two children, and elders. Right? Give us a family of six that's willing. We'll build a house, traditional way, a safe house. We'll give them two acres of land and a cow, a milk-giving cow, right? And and the, 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 we're kind of creating f- cowboys again, gopas and gopis, <laughs> because it's, it's been broken. Said, and, and teach in the system, we'll give them two acres of land that they'll, they'll, that they'll, that will enough grass to feed the, those cows, right? After two after a year, they'll move to another two acres, and the cow dung that will be there will plant grasses there, right? And part of it will plant grasses, and part of it will plant uh, vegetables for sale. Right, and the grasses will then feed. You know, it's like they have a very within a few acres, and it's expanding. And the way that it says, and we have very good uh, uh, stud bulls, uh, 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 ox or bulls, that uh, that will very high. So every year we can double and quadruple the amount of milk the cow breed will give by proper breeding. The old system of breeding, right, it's been lost. You know. So it's not not super artificial. It's like a natural way of breeding, just by choosing the right cow, the great bull, like that, right? It says, and so one cow, we can the same cow next year will give twice as much milk. Whatever the family can't use, we'll buy. They can only sell it. To, the only deal they can only sell it to us because that will feed the system. It's an expensive system to start, right? So we're trying to get government. You know, the present government has some interest because they have a religious head of mind, right? There's a, there's a, a, a some interest they're trying to. to I just read the. The, the, uh, presenta- the proposal, yeah. like going like wow, perfect timing because it's like a complete, a thingly unrelated, but exact. But also, nothing. Yes, we the other day we were watching. Second, we we're watching in Devaki Mahadev our obsessive oh. TV watching like that. Right now, it's all about go uh, Kamadenu Shiva's doing worship, worshiping animals, talking about the importance of animals. Tell me, um, if I wrote a letter to somebody from India. Uh-huh. And they don't respond to it. Is that their culture not to respond to a letter? If you write me a letter, I probably won't respond to it. So it's not, it's just, there's rude people, but also not every. Also, the thing we're also there's there's a, a thing that happens that especially with our instant med- messaging culture, right? If I write you, you should write me back, and once you write me back, I have to write you back, and then once I write you, you should write me back, right? There's a constant type of saying. Sometimes I remember when you somebody write a letter, like you get the content of the letter and then you throw the letter away. Or you keep it if it's, if it's meaningful, but you don't. Doesn't always require. Not everything requires a response. The content has been taken, 
But why does it require a response? If sometimes something requires a response, or you're requesting a response, but also when something requires a response, means you're requesting a response. Yeah, well, and sometimes and there some are questions that. that yeah, but sometimes, but but if you're asking a question, you have to be humble. You're not forced. You're not ordering them to to respond, right? You're asking them to respond, right? And so sometimes, so people. I mean, I I feel very bad because I'm really bad at responding to uh, emails, and I have too much. I have so many things. I look at everything. It's like, oh, I'll get back to that. But I have, I have a lot of other things to do. Right, and by the end, it's like, oh my God, that person is so sincerely, and, and I realize, oh, they're probably like, oh my God, somebody didn't write me back immediately, right? And then all of a sudden, what means? What does that mean? <laughs> my God, he doesn't like me. He's angry with me. <laughs> like, no, I'm busy. <laughs> you know, like, and it, and it was, I wasn't very, and it wasn't. It's important. I've completely, I completely, I, I watch, I carefully read the content very carefully and thinking about it and praying about it, but I don't have the time to sit down and give a proper response. And sometimes don't think, things don't things don't need an immediate response. Also. Right, so it's, it's. I don't think it's necessarily uh, different than culture. I think it's a change in culture now, that that every th- every letter is. Uh, and there's timing and there's circumstances. Time and circumstances, yeah. So I, I mean, I mean, I also I write something. Oh my God, he didn't write me back. I also get annoyed. I mean, because we're, we have we're stuff to do, <laughs> right? But actually, that's but also shows that that's that's a benefit of making a phone call because then you if you talk to the person, yeah. then you actually get it. You can get an immediate response. But that's. Yeah. Yeah, well that was texting. Could we? Uh, it's insomnia. texting, emails, Facebook, thing messages, and, and it becomes everything. But you know, a phone call would clear. You know, uh, three days of back and forth waiting <laughs> could be cleared in, in like a five-minute phone call, yeah. right? But we don't make phone. Calls. I mean, we've never. I read studies about people that the anxiety caused by phone calls in our culture. Really? We don't have to. Even my, I, mean, I rather, I rather, I rather just send out an email and or a text and not have it, not have to deal with it. You know. Yeah, you're like all, yeah, we, see, you are you are the noble-minded uh, representative <laughs> of the true American culture, <laughs> the old American. Respond to your emails. Do I respond to my emails? Yeah, but I, yeah. one of my best friends never writes. Never uh-huh. wrote in her life, but she's you know we talk. Yeah, yeah. The ones that I find myself not responding to, I mm-hmm. guess mostly emails nowadays, are ones where it's obvious where I read it, and that that the response is like a novel has to be like a yeah. essay. Yes, and then I know I have to meet with that person. Better t- call them up and say something because mm-hmm. I really like you. you mm-hmm. know, my schedule, I can't. Yeah, yeah. To no, there's many. There's some. There's somebody wrote me. Yeah. And they're asking for like. Yeah. No, I've gotten some things that are that are very since very uh, sincere questions that requires a, a, to write a response. I don't have time to to do. Right. Right. And I'm I keep thinking. I haven't forgotten that every day. It's like, oh man, I got to write him back. Yeah, I'm sure he's getting upset. Or hurt or something or at least you know but but if he asked one question i could have answered like one question in, in in a simple thing but if it's a big philosophical point i can't write i mean i have to answer the philosoph- people ask me big philosophical ones what's my job you know but i'd rather come here and ask me a big philosophical one. i can answer quickly and get it over with <laughs> take the shot and go home okay we're close at eight you know it's easy he got that good reason <laughs> What do you do to that? You know, so it requires, but that's a big question. But sometimes that's, but also the thing is, a lot of a lot of us, some people use this instant messaging media or or um, uh, technology for letters, mm-hmm. right? And so I also I tend to, I, I look at these things as letters. Mm-hmm. I'm not I, I, I never inst- I never write back immediately. Yeah, I don't I don't mind it. I like the letters cool. I, mean, I don't mind the email it goes out, but I like it to be like. I like it. To, I like it to be a little bit formal. I like uh, words spelled out. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I want it to be. Them. Are yeah. there any books on austerities? Every book is. Every book is on austerity. 
<laughs> you know, uh, I mean, if so, uh, uh, a boon from Krishna, there's a book on austerities for that. Pray to Krishna. What? What? Uh, yeah, the, well, the boon from Krishna is devotion, ultimately, and bliss. This is the boon that every deity has. The the boon they give. This is the boon Krishna gives. Of course, you you, you pray. You you but but that. Uh, um, uh, there's a great line in the Devakita Mahadev when somebody asks a boon and, and then Shiva says nobody ever asked for the boon to be free from desire everybody has does austerity to get a desire is fulfilled when the boon that we could easily get fulfilled is to be free from desire and therefore be all the time happy and satisfied right so that's uh, uh, to me but that's can Krishna can I ask for that desire when I'm in the astral that I don't know I don't know what that means I don't know you can I guess but that's not the that's not the tradition that's being presented Krishna's point is that the way you fulfill not not when you're in the astral you fulfill your desires you what we really desire is god when that, when that desire is fulfilled then, then we're then we're fully happy purnam right uh, 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 no smaller thing so we can god can the god and the gods or in our own work and our own effort can fulfill our desires but that's never that's, desires is are never really fulfilled that's the nature of desires right so it's okay it's natural. This is a, this is a, this is what people do, but the, when it comes to the uh, the level of the uh, of the bhavas being described, especially in the tenth canto, uh, it's it 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 leaves this type of um, goal-oriented. Usha's calling. Ariyom Tatsa. We'll we'll pick that up next week. It's RIT time, and I think we have a guest. Jai Ma, Jai Ma.